Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with executive producer and co-host Mark Griffith. Thank you for joining us. We're so thankful to have you here with us and want to tell you how to plug in before we get to our guest. Uh, You can go to thehousinghour.com. You can listen to this show, past shows, and you can also find out what's going on in our blog. Uh, Mark has some exciting things that he's working on right now. Um, Also, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash thehousinghour, on Twitter at thehousinghour, and Mark's Pinterest page as well. Just search it up. You can get him. Now, with that being said, uh, we're excited, really, because we have a good friend, our good friend from the Kleber, uh, the the Kleber series, the Leave It to Kleber, uh, Steve Kleber uh, with Kleber and Associates has co- connected some dots for us. He knew what we were interested in, what we like to talk about. And one of our series that really was probably our, no, it is our most popular series, which is energy efficiency in homes. So we have had those types of guests in the past and this particular guest is really phenomenal would you like to introduce him go ahead and introduce him well and and he came from a few weeks ago we had a show called uncertainty they're mm-hmm. out of pennsylvania also christopher yeah. fisher was the sales manager there he came and talked to us and introduced us to our our guest today mm-hmm. is kier de grand champ did i say the last name correctly you did first and last. You get an A. You are amazing. Woo-hoo! That's why I had you introduce him because you're better with words, Mark. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Kier. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you very much, Mark. This is Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So let's start off here because I think when I looked at your website, I was very impressed. But I was also impressed with the article that I read that was written, um, and you were spoken of very highly, and you have some very very high goals in what you want to do, but I like to always just start at ground zero. I think part of what makes a good show is laying a good foundation, just similar to building, of course. But, um, and that is, you know, we've talked to a lot of people. We've talked to builders. We've talked to appraisers. We've talked with people who come in retrofit these homes that try to make them a, a net zero home. And we've talked with people from the Oak Ridge National Laboratory who are doing research on you know energy efficiencies and trying to 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 really maximize the energy and minimize the output and we've talked to all of these people but but to my knowledge mark i don't think we've actually spoken with a contractor like like here if i'm not mistaken we we haven't that's what was so interesting because of the product that certain teed was producing Mm -hmm. you know this tile that goes on the roof i said who is your number one installer who Mm. who's the guy that understands when he puts it on how to connect it to the whole energy system and grid right so let's let's start by asking you this question you could have built homes that did not have this technology (laughs) and would have probably been a little quicker or easier to sell because this takes a little understanding and it also takes a passionate person. Can you tell me first, just give me the 30,000 foot view of, of who you are, what you do and why you do it. Well, as I, uh, I got interviewed about five years ago and they asked me why I was doing this because just, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, anybody can build, anybody can build a house. You can make it beautiful. You make it whatever you want. 
But as I told my daughter, all I want to do is change the world. Mm. I've come up with this system. I've come up with a, you know, not on my own. I had a tremendous amount of help through home innovation laboratories and Department of Energy and the National Association of Home Builders Research Center. And there's many, many uh, uh, individuals I'd like to call out, Sam Ronskin, who used to be the the chief architect, uh, he is the chief architect for the Department of Energy, and he is the one that developed the Energy Star program back in the 70s. And he is who I've been following and aligning myself quite uh, you know, hand-in-hand with just to make sure that we're doing things uh, the proper way. Long story short is I wanted to have the ability to build any home, whether it's a production home, a custom home, or a luxury home, and have it have the ability to have uh, no or very little electric. Mm. So I started doing my own research before I met Sam and didn't realize that Sam had a program in place already that is called Zero Energy Ready, Z-E-R-H. Exactly that. Uh, Zero Energy Ready Home means that the home has the ability to produce more electricity than it consumes. Mm-hmm. So that is my, my end game, my goal. Uh, the way we do it is through many different factors. Um, you want me to just go into that or well, you want to do question? Well, first, before we do that, let's, let's step back a moment because when you told yep. your daughter that you wanted to change the world, I mean, that's a big goal, but I, I feel the same way. You look at your kids and you think, you know, th- what we're doing is unsustainable. <laughs> what we're doing is not something that can be continued. If you look at the grid, you look at what energy that we're expending, you look at our dependency on fossil fuels, you look at that number, you know, maybe getting better in the last few years. But at the end of the day, our carbon footprint is the legacy that we're leaving. And the least, the, the, the less that you can make your carbon footprint, the better you're going to leave it for your kids and your grandkids. And so what you're doing is you can do that individually, like Mark and I, Eric and I, I mean, we can, we can seal our home. We can do some different things, but what you're doing is really next level because Mark and I, we, we sealed our home. We did that. We took that step, but what you're proposing, what you're doing and what your mission in life is, is broader than that. It's changing in your, 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 figure of speech is it might have chuckled us, but it's really true. If you could just get more people to do and think and see the vision that you and your team have, you, you are going to change the world. So I, w- I wanted to, to stop there and dig a little deeper. What motivated you to have this strategy of life and your, in your vision to change the world? Oh gosh, it's the whole uh, axiom. A dollar saved is a dollar earned, and uh, or a penny saved. But no, we're older. Dollar's not worth much. <laughs> and you know, thinking exactly like you are um, in in towards the future. What exactly is my daughter, who is now 23 at the time, by the way? <clears throat> but back when she was 10, 11 years old, you know, I, I could see everything coming to a halt. I could see, you know, not the energy crisis again, but things started becoming more and more expensive. Solar started becoming prevalent. And it was fairly costly back then. But I thought, okay, when uh, uh, solar, let's look at what we can do that's going to be a uh, readily sustainable, readily renewable resource so that my daughter doesn't have to go through some type of a dark age or rolling blackouts or, you know, pay 30 cents per kilowatt hour for electricity because they can, the legalized monopolies that that there are. Mm -hmm. But in essence, I'm I'm an engineer and an architect, and I've been building for an awful long time. And it was almost a double dog dare from a friend of mine. You know, can hmm. you do it? 
you know, <laughs> anybody can put, you know, millions and millions of dollars into a home and, you know, hire all the best in the world and make a net zero or near net zero home. But can you do it so that it's affordable on a, uh, on a production level, on a semi-custom, on a custom level, so that people can afford it and also make it so that it's, uh, it's repetitive. I teach classes on this home improvement on uh, high-performance home technologies, and I always tout the repetitive, predictable results. You want to be able to do it and do it over and do it over without making mistakes or having to go into what we call forensic mode, what mm -hmm. had happened to the home. We just want to do it right the first time. So that's where all of my my studies started, and uh, honestly, lots and lots of help from all the people who are doing a good job, you know, like I said, DOE, uh, and, you know, research centers, et cetera. And you, you learn from other people. You learn by their mistakes. You learn from these committees that we're involved with, National Green Building Council, and we all share. We all share what we're doing. So you, you, whenever you, because I was thinking about this as on my drive over here, and I was thinking about, um, for some reason, I was thinking about um, Teslas, and, and I, don't ask me why, but I think about Teslas a lot. And I was thinking about, you know, the the fact that they've been able to build a car that does not uh, use gasoline, and it gets you up to 385 miles, um, and then you recharge it. It costs seven dollars per week. Now you're you're your out cost is big. You're going to pay $85,000 for this vehicle. So they haven't bridged the gap just yet to affordability for the common person. Um, and then also the zero energy. So that's where I see what you're doing is different than what Tesla is doing because Tesla, not that you're not offering luxury in, in, in a really nice home, all the, all of the detail and the touches that you might find in an $800,000 or a million dollar home or a $500,000 home. But what you've been able to, and I think what you just articulated is that you can take what, what is out there. If you really think about it and conserve it and, and understand it and study it like you've done and build a home that's that is actually affordable and still have all the luxuries that you want, but not have to output any energy. Is that kind of what you're saying? That is exactly it. Hit the nail on the head. So at a 2,000 to 3,000 square foot range, I'm a little bit more expensive than a regular builder, but mm -hmm. by the time you get the 5695 credits, which, you know, hopefully they'll continue further and further, you know, and be um, renewed every year that we possibly can, because mm -hmm. they did go out for a while. Yeah. The geothermal end of it uh, went away, but then it re reinstated itself retroactively after about a year. <clears throat> it was, really was affecting the, uh, the industry. Um, yeah. But well, those, those, the time why don't you hang on to that thought? Hang on to that thought right there, Kier, because we're going to go to a quick break. And then this next segment, I'm going to let you um, go back where you were just thinking. So hold on with us. Continue right here on the Housing Hour. We'll be right back. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for coming into the Housing Hour. I want to know that you can go to thehousinghour.com and uh, see all of our past shows, current shows. Love for you to share it with friends and family, especially this show. I actually just texted my sister um, because she and her husband are building a home and, and in the process of developing a plan. Um, where do you build, by the way? I guess that was one thing, Kier. Where, where is it that you're your footprint is 
I live in Annapolis, Maryland, just outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a main office at the Lynx at Gettysburg, which is a golf course community that my partner owns. So we mm-hmm. build quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. I also do what we call spot lots uh, built up at Penn National Golf Course up through, uh, we're trying to get over to Villanova, Pennsylvania, hopefully mm-hmm. very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finished up some work down on the eastern shore of Maryland, but mm-hmm. I've done this as far down as South Carolina and as far north as Philly. Wow, that's great to know. Um, you, you were saying when we went to break, you were sort of giving us a little bit of a, a, a scoop. You want to just finish your thoughts there? Sure. Okay. Uh, you were asking about the cost that's associated, mm-hmm. and at you know at a at a midsize house of so two thousand twenty five hundred, we're a little bit more expensive. Not much because we've got you know lots of insulation, we've got solar, we have geothermal, we have all the nice things. It's a smart home. So it is a little more expensive, but by the time you get the 56.95 tax credits, uh, it's not so far apart from a regular builder. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you'll never have an electric bill, or you'll have one that's one tenth of what it is. You know, we've got some, I'd say, 3,000 to 5,000 square foot houses here that consistently enjoy a 30 to 50 dollar a month electric bill. Mm. Wow. That's incredible. And these homes, the HERS rating, which, uh, why don't you t- first tell people what the HERS index is so that they can understand what that means first? HERS stands for uh, Home Energy Rating mm-hmm. Study, I believe it's yes, Sy- really System short, or study, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> system. In essence, it's the miles per gallon for a house. Mm-hmm. So the lower the number, the better on mm-hmm. a HERS. So 100 is a conventionally built house. Just you know what you have in your in your 2015 uh, IRC codes. Mm. Uh, when you're when you talk to a green builder, they're generally trying to get into the 60s. Mm. We average somewhere around 12. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, so now we're, the, we're when pretty you, far down there, yes. So when you when you come up to that number, and, and by the way, uh, we'll have the website that you can go to. I love your website, um, but you can Thank go you. to that, and it's hphpa.com, hphpa.com, um, and we will have that so that you all can connect to it, but it'll be right on our website, so if you guys want to go. Um, the name of the company is High Performance Homes. That is the company that was started by Kier and he's talking about home ready home energy homes zero energy homes that are ready to go and you know obviously if they're custom built and you want certain things you don't want certain things there's going to be a variety of of I guess a la carte type of offerings and if you're interested in talking to him more about it if you're in Philadelphia or you know anywhere frankly um, I'm sure that there's an, an, a way that they could inquire to you. So, Mark, you had a question. Go ahead. I do, Care. Um, what what did you run into as far as, because Kevin and I haven't looked at this in a few years, as far as building codes and how the building codes in certain areas are incorporating more greener, you know, HERS rating, those types of things. In your area and what you see nationwide, what's the trend and how do you probably exceed that? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the trend right now is it is uh, driving upwards and quickly. So by 2020, uh, I believe a couple of states, I'm gonna, I know for sure California and I think Delaware are adopting the 2020 IECC, which is the, uh, the insulation value part of it, not the building structural part of it, but the insulation, which is what really drives these high-performance homes into becoming tighter and uh, more efficient and less costly to run. Um, over here in Maryland, Virginia, D.C., Pennsylvania, it runs anywhere from 2009 to 2015. 
when we're doing our energy modeling, um, I'm actually above the 2020 code already and exceeding towards the 2025. So I'm up where the entire nation is going to come mm-hmm. by the year 2030. You're sort of the George oh, Jetson of builders in a way. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say that for this area. There are four or five of us that do this in the country. And the rest of the guys are on the West Coast, and they do a very good job as well. And it's funny, you brought up Tesla. Um, we have a, uh, an award that's given to the best of the best in our field. It's called the Home Innovation Award. Mm-hmm. And we are fortunate to have won, and that's through the Department of Energy. We won 2015, 16, 17, and 18. Very mm-hmm. proud four years in a row. Wow. <clears throat> well, they have what's called a grand award, which is the top 1% of the top 1% of all the homes in the country. And my director of sales and marketing looked at me and said, Kira, what are you going to say if you get the grand award? I said, are you kidding me? I'd be so honored. I'm, <clears throat> it's not going to happen. But let me, we'll, we'll play your little game. And I wanted to go up on podiums. This is in my mind. And I was going to thank everybody for all their help and say there's, you know, there's certain different companies that do a great job and we're learning from each other. And unlike, you know, you brought up Tesla, not slamming Tesla at all. Mm-hmm. Tesla's got their secret sauce. They don't share it with too many people. Mm. The people in my industry that are doing a very good job, we share. That's mm-hmm. how we're learning, and that's how we're improving. That's right. But what I what I actually said was almost in tears, thank you, and ran off the stage. So <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, that is a big deal. That's huge. In your industry, that's what you want to, that's the legacy that you want to leave because you know, selling a thousand homes or selling 10,000 homes or whatever, that's great. And that's really a great accomplishment. But when you can really say that I, I set I set a goal and I, you know, you told your daughter that you wanted to save the world. And ultimately that's one house at a time, what you're doing. Um, when I wanted to get back to the hers thing, because Mark and okay. I, Mark and I were talking about this back when we started our first energy series five years ago, I think it was. And we were talking with people and you know, we, we, we've had a lot of great guests, but we were talking about this hers index and, um, I made the point, and I still don't have the the answer. But if if car dealers are required to put the mile per gallon on the sticker, why is it that on the MLS that realtors aren't required to put the hers index? Because it may not be. I get it. It, it would cost money to get somebody out there to do it. Well, home inspections cost money. But if if I'm looking for a house and I've got a hers rating of ninety or let's say seventy, and I have a like home that's just down the road that's at a 40 i mean wouldn't that be good information for a consumer to know and why don't they know it that that seems like a a conspiracy in a way to me absolutely and actually we are moving towards changing that Uh Uh, we obviously can't do the existing homes because they're already kind of past their testing right every home that i build i have third party verified the company that i use is uh, fantastic they can do all the way up to National Green Building Standards, Emerald, which is the highest you can get, and also the Zero Energy Ready. And they're the ones who say, okay, we take the gross wall area. What is your insulation value? What is the underslab insulation? What is your PV? What are your windows, the fenestration, the U-value, the SHGC? So while we're building the home, we're we're doing the energy modeling. That's what comes up with the HERS. We are trying to force all the new home builders into having this requirement. Now, Maryland does require some of it, like we have a what's called a blower door, which uh, is an ACH 50, air exchanges mm-hmm. per hour at 50 pascals. It's like a, the equivalent of about a 15, 16-mile-an-hour wind, 
from the outside, and you can see how much or where the house is leaking. Yeah. So some <laughs> some states are adapting that, but no, great question. That's what I want to see. I want to see in the future. Everybody's sitting there, and you can you can, you can say, okay, this house is six hundred thousand dollars, but it is a her seventy. Mm-hmm. This one is six hundred fifty, but it's a hers twenty. Well, you know what? I'm never going to have an electric bill, or I'm going to have a you know cut in half electric bill. So. Why not? Why not? You know, go for the better home. Yeah, it will. And it, it also on the, if you recall, just you know, I, it's been a while since I bought a car. Mark's bought a couple in the last couple of months. But when you're looking at a vehicle and you look at the sticker, it not only tells you what the mile per gallon is, but it also tells you what the estimated cost for gasoline will be per year. So we're talking right. about a twenty to forty thousand dollar purchase, and the government has required that that goes on the sticker. But yet somebody's investing half a million to a million dollars, or even a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand, and there's nothing. You have to go out independently and verify that stuff on your own. Which, frankly, if I was doing that, I would do the blower air test and find out what the exchange rate is, the next home I build, mm-hmm. and I would find out what the hers index is because you know. And, and, and we're going to get, we're already ending this second segment, but in the third segment, I want to get into some of the technical things that you do, but what we'll do oh, first, great. what we'll do first <laughs> is, you know, I, I want to just know, you know, I'll tell you why it is that I think this is important. And I want to hear from Mark why he thinks it's important because it's not about money. That's just a little side benefit. It really isn't. It's not about saying that the earth is getting ready to go, you know, uh, you know, we're getting ready to lose the earth because of all of the the pollutants in the air. I mean, that's important too, but it's 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 about being a good steward of your own uh, of what you do and what you buy. And when you have people who are out there spouting this this insanity about, you know, green this, green that, you know, uh, gasoline, and then you, and then you have a plane that you're flying across the nation and then your, your car gets seven miles per gallon. I don't, that's hypocrisy folks. Anyway, (laughs) we'll be right back after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, my name is Kevin Ray. This is Mark Griffith over here to my right. Eric is in there spinning the records for us. Guys, I want to tell you real quick, MIG Mortgage Investors Group is the sponsor of this show. You can go to MIGonline.com, learn more, and also find someone near you. We have offices from the Tri-Cities all the way to Memphis and all, everywhere in between. Definitely want to check out our website, MIGonline.com. Um, so we're in uh, studio. We are in studio, but we also have uh, Kier online with us. Um, he is talking about his company, High Performance Homes, and really amazing stuff. And I wanted to dive back in uh, with you and talk more. Um, A quick point of clarification, Mark and I were talking about uh, the HERS rating and the HERS index. And I'm assuming, and I haven't had a chance to look at, you know, your custom sort of what is available, but your average person, they may not really care if you get them down to a zero. But then there's another person that they want to get down to a zero. You can do either one. 12 is incredible. But you have, I'm sure, plenty of clients that say, yeah, let's go ahead and do the geothermal. Let's go ahead and do, you know, to get you down to the zero, right? 
Yeah, and zero is defined as passive house. And uh, it's the houses that I do are passive house, honestly, other than the windows. Mm -hmm. uh, to get a passive house window, it's it's a fantastic fenestration, but uh, it's a little more costly than I put on to a regular mm -hmm. uh, home. Now, obviously, if somebody wants to get down to passive house, that's easy. When you say passive house, do you mean that you're actually putting energy back on the grid? Or what do you mean? Um, Sorry. Actually, yes, pretty much. Uh, a passive house, it's the German technology, and it's so much insulation uh, and so high efficient of windows that even without solar, mm -hmm. they're, they're just about down to a zero. Like my walls are an R30. They want about an R30. My ceiling and attic uh, assemblies are an R56. They want an R60 mm -hmm. for passive house. Mm, my under okay. slab is a 14 yeah, my under slab is a 14.5R, and theirs is a 20. And the only thing that changes is my U-values on our windows, we get about 2.25, which mm -hmm. the U-value is the inverse of the R, so it's an R4. Uh, for passive house, you have to be a 0.2 or lower, which drives the cost up uh, quite a bit, but it's it's a wonderful home. Let me ask you a dumb question. If you if you mm -hmm. built that home in Pennsylvania, for instance, and you had that um, window rating that's just sort of not exactly where that uh, where that passive home becomes a thing. What if you built that home in a more mild climate? Would that change anything? Because I yeah. mean, it snows <clears throat> yeah, up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're in uh, uh, climate zone five and six here. Depends oh. upon where you are. Oh, and so there's it's, uh, oh. it's chilly. So, so yeah. when you're talking about, because um, I don't know that the HERS rating takes into account, um, that might be the next thing that I want to talk about, about the technical side of your homes, but I don't know that the HERS rating, they don't take into account climate. You're, the, the test is used with 15, 20 mile per hour winds, like artificially pumped through the, the, um, the lower door test, correct? Uh, well, that's two different things. The okay. HERS is a rating, and yes, they do take into uh, consideration, which i.e., which uh, climate zone you're in. Uh, okay. If you're in climate that. zone four, you just don't need as good of windows. You know, not, not trying to tell you the secret sauce, but, right. you know, if I'm doing a gross wall area that's 15% and I need a 0.25, well, if I move down to climate zone four, I might only need a 0.28 because it just doesn't have as much of a requirement wow. for heating and air conditioning. Right. And the proof is in the pudding okay. at the end of the day. I mean, there's probably not been so much studied. I mean, there just hasn't been enough time since this technology became available. What your net cost is over a 10 year period in a zone two or a zone four, maybe up in, up in your neck of the woods, you probably have more evidence. But the fact is you've got five or six builders in the whole country that are doing this. And those individuals are probably in the northern tier. If I had to take a guess, probably 50 or 60 percent of them are. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, and most of these people are doing it a little bit easier climate, but that doesn't take anything away from what they do and how they do it. And these five or six guys are for they're doing it year in, year out. There's a whole bunch who are trying to do it, and it's becoming more and more prevalent, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the codes are changing, so they're forced, and we're sharing more so they know. Mm. But you asked about the studies. So I had a study done on my old model back in 2015, and Dow did a case study and showed that over 20 years, that home would save $230,000 in energy. How many years? 20? Over 20 years. Wow. It was 20. It could be, wow. I don't save over $200,000 versus a conventionally built home. Well, that right there, and that is the old method, correct? Yep. 
That's 2015, yep. folks. So what <clears throat> he's telling you is that's more interest than you'll pay probably if you borrowed a half a million dollars at 5%. I mean, we're talking, yep. and not only that, but your carbon footprint, which maybe that's the wrong terminology I'm using, carbon footprint, but whatever footprint that however you want to describe it the amount of energy that you're sucking out of the because really you know and that is where and we're going to get to the technical things we got a a segment and a half left but the reason that i see that people are doing this and why it is that mark and i have been so passionate about it is not because of the money savings although that's important but it's more about just doing the right thing for the amount of uh, money and the amount of energy that we're taking from this this world really and and it's it's just unfathomable what type of changes if everyone decided that this was important we could make huge strides in, in the difference in our climate and our in our in our pollution in the air frankly and is that, is that part of why you wanted to do this as well it is but the funniest thing is we all sit around a round table all of us who are doing a good job and every single one will tell you the same exact thing it's fantastic getting the energy bills low. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic saving money. It's great that people can qualify for more of a loan because they don't have the back-end ratio that's so high. Mm. But to us, <clears throat> the best benefit, the indoor air quality. Mm. It's like a hospital inside of these houses. That's when awesome. you have time, I've, Without got, the... I've got a fantastic story. So We have time. <clears throat> <laughs> we okay, have time. Well, there's, a, there's a client that came to me, and I'm not going to use her name, but she... Uh, got splattered in the eye with salmon and mm. it caused permanent nerve damage to her eye and she can't stand the air moving. She has to drive separate from her husband. She has to sleep in a separate room and she lived in, a, in an area in Bethesda. Well, <clears throat> she heard about us. She came up and she spent three nights in our model and because the house is so well designed, so tight that it doesn't require an awful lot of air to get it moving. So she spent the night and she could sleep comfortably without her big goggles on. So, Fast forward one year later, they've been in her home for over two months, and she can sleep with her husband and walk around the house uh, free as a bird. Oh, that's really amazing. That is so cool. And that's just one story. I'm sure there's many others. And also another thing that Mark and I saw a benefit of is that there's not as much dust that comes into the house, just being that it's so sealed. Yeah, Kiara, when we (laughs) retro... plug a, a, an old home when we yeah. seal it properly with Mark the got door. his down to an 85 her, <laughs> mine was I mean the the heat air exchange was ridiculous outdoor to indoor and we got it down to about a six I mm-hmm. think yeah um, and I don't know what change the power yes yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. so an old house but, that was 15 yeah but and you know what this is the thing because we looked at all of the technology that was there and that was been five years ago yeah. and things have changed and now there's this new shingle that you guys are utilizing and that's who we spoke with and, and you were his number one guy one of his number one installers the gentleman certainty christopher fisher do you certainty. know mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly and and they were using I, i've got chris on speed dial he's a fantastic guy <laughs> well actually he's in mind we text all the time because he's a Philly boy and I am too. So we'll talk about. I want to hear about that technology. Tell me a little bit about it, please. Okay. Well, when I started doing uh, these these homes, actually, they didn't make a solar shingle. They made them in California, but it wasn't ready here. <clears throat> I installed the first solar shingle on the East Coast. I'm going to say nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we, you know, we have the same ability to do solar panels or solar shingles. I like the solar shingles. Number one 
because it's aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. You can hardly notice it on the roof. It's got the same warranty as a shingle does, you know, to act like a shingle, but you're also gaining all of this uh, fantastic photovoltaics and, you know, reducing your energy <clears throat> your energy cost. Uh, I've used uh, Certainty for the last three, four years, and they have been fantastic. Every single time they're producing well, they're getting more and more efficient as they go along. They are actually almost as efficient as a regular solar panel now. Wow, that's amazing. And it like the aesthetics part of it and also just that it has the same warranty. And those things are so vitally important. I mean, that is really one of the things that we all, I think, in the South, um, because we don't have a lot of that, but there are people who are doing it. And um, I think that that's one of, of, of the things that have prevented, number one, the cost. That has been one big big deal breaker for most people is that they want to do solar solar the great idea but the cost has just not been something that they've been able to afford and unless they're building a new home and then that's a whole you can't find a builder around here you know aries energy is a great partner of ours and we know them and, and they do offer some things like that but at the end of the day you got to have the cutting edge technology and that's what this company offers for sure and the, I'm committing right now to the last segment. We're going to talk about the big difference between you and another builder. And I want to get down to the three primary pillars, solar, geothermal, and nautic air, and what differentiates you from everyone else. How about we do that? Is that okay? Sounds great. Last segment coming right up. We'll be right back after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. The show is provided, presented by MIG Online Mortgage Investors Group. And Mark, uh, we have a great guest and it's really been, for me, educational, learning more about someone who's really putting action into the words of a movement and the movement really, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's, it's about saving energy and saving money, but more importantly, the health benefits that he just mentioned and the comfort and the comfort as well. So you, you had a question, I think Mark, you had a question. Yeah. When you put on these, uh, uh, solar shingles on these homes, you're the first Mm -hmm. one on the East coast that you said Uh, that's fascinating. Um, how do you tie them in? Do you have a smart panel um, in the home that connects to this, the grid, uh, do you are you responsible for that piece? Mm-hmm. All right. So what happens is uh, it is on the roof. The photovoltaics are DC direct current, so they come down uh, via a uh, MC, one of those metal cables, and at every ten feet it says photovoltaics do not touch, and it comes down into an inverter. From there it becomes it goes from DC to AC. Then the AC comes out, and it goes into a grid-tied meter. So it's tied to what's called a bidirectional meter, which means that when the solar is producing during the day, then it is producing more electricity than the house is consuming, and it's putting it back on the grid. But when it becomes dark or cloudy or raining, then it doesn't have as much or any solar production at all, and you're pulling back from the grid everything that you used. Hopefully what you're trying to do is get it down to a balance where your bill is either zero or 20 or 30 or 60 or whatever your your budget will afford. Now we do a smart home, so everything is uh, viewable. I can see the home's uh, production and the home's consumption 
on a circuit by circuit level so I can see that the house is producing what it needs to produce and that the refrigerator, the compressor and everything else is running, you know, where it should be. That That is in itself a whole new world because being able to diagnose your home, I, you know, I know Best Buy has got all the little gadgets, but this is, this is beyond what Best Buy even could touch as far as what you're talking <laughs> about. We're talking about being able to monitor your home systems in real time and be able to troubleshoot without having to have somebody come out for $150 just to make an entrance into your home, which is a whole nother idea really did you do you have any follow-up questions to that mark okay so the shingles are important that is vital um and do you only offer the shingles or do you also if somebody says well i'd rather only do this or i mean are you open to are you flexible in what you offer or are you pretty strict about what you offer as it relates to no that? i also i encourage a uh, a photovoltaic and so we offer you know, the house is so tight, we don't need an awful lot of PV. All I need is about five to seven KWs. Mm-hmm. So we, we offer that. But there are some rare exa- examples where I built a house on the eastern shore a few years ago, and the guy just didn't want the solar. Mm-hmm. He was disabled, wasn't going to get the tax deduction. It didn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'd rather just save the X amount of money for the solar, put it back in his upgrades, and then just pay the electric bill a little bit more. And then do a reverse mortgage and not even have to pay a payment, which we can help with. (laughs) That's right. Well, okay, that's fair. Um, So then the next question that I had for you was revolving around, and and this was something that I didn't understand until a couple years ago, which is geothermal. Um, Geothermal is basically taking energy from the earth (laughs) and using it for your your home, basically, right? That's right. So talk about that. How do you do that? You dip you dip a PVC pipe down there into the into the earth, or how do you do it? It's exactly that simple. <clears throat> so it, what you do is you take a uh, picture of straw that you bend in backwards and you shove it down in the ground a couple hundred feet. And what it is, it's, it's about 150 feet per ton, roughly. Mm-hmm. So what happens, there's a liquid that's inside that tube. It's not, you know, pulling from a water source or, you know, it's not an open well system where it's, you know, just subject to whatever it is. It's called a closed loop system. So the loop goes down and it goes down to the bottom of the loop and it's 58 degrees as an ambient temperature underground. So then it comes back up. So when it's going back forth, back and forth, it's obviously hotter coming off uh, the house and then it's going back and it's cooling. So you're basically, you're replying, you're replenishing and stealing the earth's temperature and you're having that heat and cool your liquid so that you only have to move your indoor temperature from your 58 degrees to wherever you're comfortable. Let's call it 70. So it's a 12 degree delta T. On a regular compressor unit, if it's 90 degrees outside and you want to get down to 70, well, that's 20. If it's five degrees outside and you want to get up to 70, that's 65. With a geothermal, uh, it's going to last forever. And, you know, it's under the ground and it doesn't require much energy. So when you're saying 200 feet or however many feet, do you have to have a geologist mm-hmm. come in and do some pre-site work before you do that? <clears throat> um, you can, like if you're in a uh, cavernous area, you don't want to hit a cave. So you might want to do a little site survey there. Yeah. If you're in a sand area, sand's bad. Water is the best because mm-hmm. uh, it has, you know, the best dynamic properties for uh for that but no we just generally have a well driller mm-hmm. and he comes out and he does our, our wells we tell him that we need you know 350 feet so he drills 350 feet 
he sticks his tubes down, and then I have my HVAC contractor tie it in and put the glycol in, and away we go. Have, have you ever had a situation where you struck oil? <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Um, so cu- coupling that, the geothermal piece, and then because you can't go without HVAC, and I'm sure you have the Energy Star HVAC systems, but whatever the difference is, um, how does this nautic air uh, co- coexist, or how does it coexist? Is it is it something that helps that, or, or what is that, nautic air? Well, it's our air infiltration system. So oh, okay. everyone's heard of HEPA filters. Mm-hmm. So we have this nautic air system that a friend of mine from the eastern shore help develop through Cambridge Technologies because his kids had allergies. And in essence, what it does is all of the air that passes through the, the house goes into the return, which is part of the HVAC, mm. and passes through this box. This box has not only a MERV-14, which is a very thick, um, like a HEPA filter, mm-hmm. and also passes through two titanium dioxide painted plates and ultraviolet light. So wow. it kills all, all the bacteria, all the smells, uh, it's been touted will kill anthrax in 20 minutes, but if you have allergies, uh, you don't suffer from them. There's no dust in the house. It's just kind of a perfect, okay. possible, clean environment. So that's what I was mistaken. It definitely doesn't <laughs> couple with the geothermal, but that might have been why that young lady who had the eye damage, that probably certainly helped um, her situation, having that nautic, nautic air filtration. Is that probably part of why she was able to sleep comfortably? Yes, correct. And the low-flow air system that we designed and the nautic air are tied together. Mm-hmm. They are both part of the HVAC, but they are they can act independently of each other. You don't have to have the nautic air. We just include it every time because I think it makes a, a big difference, so, know, again, being as responsible as possible. Right. So when you offer a, a home and you talk with a couple or a family or an individual, you're going to lay out for them, look, we can do solar geothermal. We're also going to have this structurally insulated panels. Uh, we're going to have this nautic air uh, filtration. Um, do you have, because uh, I mean, everything that I touch when I'm creating something, it has my fingerprints on it. Are you, do you <laughs> scale things down or do you have an absolute minimum standard that you require? Um, I won't. Um, compromise my shell. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I have a, you know, I've got foam under my slab. Mm-hmm. I use a superior wall, which is a precast offsite uh, concrete system, so that I'm not bringing in, you know, concrete introducing all that wet. It's uh, 6,000 to 8,000 psi, so it's stronger. It's inherently waterproof. Mm-hmm. It has an R21.3. And then when I start building up, I do use a SIPS panel. I use Muris. And it's a structurally insulated panel system, basically OSB plywood on one side, uh, almost six inches of EPS inside, mm-hmm. and then another OSB level, uh, far superior as far as strength is concerned to us, two by six wall within about the same uh, footprint, but it's gaining me just about an R30. <clears throat> okay. So you, you have some minimum standards. And the other thing, too, is that you have partnerships with these different appliance companies, I'm sure, that you, that are definitely going to give you that, that same Energy Star rating that you want. And, you know, people are able to, I guess, 
upgrade or they, they'd rather not have. But at the end of the day, you're going to provide them a, a host of options that are going to be phenomenal. And I'm the guy, the guy that would want to take advantage of everything. And your counsel, it would mean a lot to me, I think, in this regard as well, because not, I mean, not all builders, well, most builders, unfortunately, have not really jumped onto this bandwagon just yet. But for my, for my money, for my money, I'm calling you, even though I'm in Tennessee, when I go to build my next home, you're the first call that I make. And, and it may be that you don't have the um, capacity, but maybe you have a partner or, or however it would be. So if you're listening, whether it be here in Tennessee or maybe throughout the entire world, because we're, we're heard on SoundCloud throughout the entire world, you can contact uh, uh, this gentleman, Kier, by just simply going to his website. And we encourage you to do that. What a great interview. Thank you so much for for coming on to the housing hour thank you very much and again the website is hphpa.com and that's stands short for high performance homes of pennsylvania but yeah you know, as kevin and mark said we uh, we do service quite a big area around yep. here and thank we're going to put it we're going to put it on our website as well we'll see you next time right here on the housing hour That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.